everybody, this is Kevin Couchman with the podcast Get This. It's the show about things people love. I'm coming to you from the Corona Quarantine Bunker in upstate Manhattan, Washington Heights, on Sunday, April 5th, in the increasingly foul year of our Lord, 2020. And I hope uh, we're all beginning to see clearly how true that is. I hope it gets better before it gets worse. I'm joined by friend of the show, Sean Phillips. Sean, how are you? Same as it ever was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's it's well that's it's funny because I've been asked that question by you know a few friends across the country and and with everything going on they're like well how are you guys holding up which you know which is wonderful because you ch- you want to check in with people right and they're like uh you know you feeling kind of stuck you know you feeling like no it's been kind of just another day <laughs> really because of just where we are and the things that we have going on it's it's and. Being an introvert, I don't really go out anyway, so it's right. It's been kind of a yeah, just well, another day, <laughs> just another day in paradise, right? So again, this is the show about things people love. What is it you love, and we want to talk about here to kill an hour, Sean? What's the subject? Today? All right, let's kill an hour. All right, so today I uh, I had sent you a link uh, to a band from Duluth, uh, a buddy of mine, Craig uh, Craig, and uh, is in a band called Reflectivore, and he wrote this just beautiful record um i mean i loved it so much i went and bought the vinyl of this thing and um i i can't recommend the album enough uh you can i sent the link for vimeo and what they did was they made videos for each of the songs and right it tells this beautiful powerful story it's it's not for me to say um i maybe you should have alan on sometime and he could talk about stuff and i've known him a long time Uh, it's yeah it was when I think it came out in 2018, I'm not sure on that, but I, when it came out, it was definitely in top 10 for me. Cool. Just, All yeah, right, man. Absolutely. Yeah. Love it. Sweet. I'll check that out. And how do, how do you spell the man's name? Uh, reflective words, uh, like reflect, mm-hmm. um, with I V O R E. Got it. Like a carnivore, except reflectivore. Reflectivore from Duluth, Minnesota. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Cool, man. Absolutely beautiful stuff. All right. Yeah, that's great. Let's talk about it a little bit. So, uh, you know, you were mentioning your lifestyle and everything. And if you are curious about Sean's origin story, he was an early episode of Get This, GetThisPodcast.com. And uh, yep. you, you, I guess, tell people, give people a primer, uh, Sean, into your lifestyle. How are you living right now? All right. Current right now, I uh, was living in Minnesota. I've been there, what, somewhere between 15, 20 years. And I decided, you know what? I had enough of the brick and mortar, and uh, my partner and I, we bought a camper for 500 bucks, spent a year and a half remodeling it, and moved into it, and we've been traveling since. We spent uh, a winter in Colorado, and we're now in New Mexico. Are you still in Truth or Consequences? Yes, we are. We're, uh, we're preparing to head out, provided that uh, everything falls into place, but uh, yeah, we're close. We're close to that point to start moving again. And you're you're a musician as well and a composer. I do a lot of things. Um, yeah, it's in the notes. Uh, right now, my focus is on music. Um, I got a project called The Eighth. Uh, you and I and our our good friend uh, Dwayne Williams did a project called Year of the Buffalo. Um, I've been doing some just other little stuff here and there. Um, I'm hoping I'm working on a new album right now, and I think after that, I'm actually been toying around with getting back into painting again. So. Ah, right. And how is uh how has corona affected life in truth or consequences New Mexico? Um, it's uh considering it's a small town, I mean it's only I think five thousand people, it hasn't affected too much. Um there are, you know, schools closed and and some things are limited with pickup only or they're limiting a number of people, but it hasn't been too bad. Uh the biggest thing has been uh the DMV offices, the motor vehicle offices have all closed. And that's okay. been kind of a big uh, hurdle for us. How so? I mean, are you trying to get a because, license or something? Um, I need to renew renew registration. And, um, yeah, with RVs, there, there aren't many states in the country that allow you to, to renew those online. You have to go in in person. Ah. Uh, so. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, I could see that being so tricky. What What about the mood? I mean, you know, are people wearing masks and everything out there? Uh, some. There are some. It's um, There are some that are taking precautions, and then there are some that are, 
maybe being overly cautious. Like uh, you might see a person walking down the street with no one for hundreds of feet around and they got a mask on. Oof. And, and they're dead. Yeah. So it's like, okay, maybe a little bit too far uh, with that, but do what you got to do to make yourself, you know, feel safe. That's Yeah. There guess, was a gal with purple yeah. hair up in the park here in Washington Heights who was taking pictures of, of those of us who aren't wearing masks and started yelling at us about not having masks. So I don't know if she's making a collection of New Yorkers who haven't quite uh, begun to comply with the mask thing yet. I don't know. It's kind of it's, uh, it's good. It's going to be an art project. It's going to get posted on a website somewhere. Well, she's <laughs> she's going to she's going to get a beating if she doesn't watch it because she started barking at people. And I, I just don't know oh, why these hall monitor types think they can start doing that. I mean, as if this still isn't America and you won't get throttled for stepping out of line a little bit like I'm pretty sure we're not to the point where everybody absolutely should be or, you know, has to be wearing a mask. But I don't know where this person's getting their information and maybe I'm mistaken. Uh, it's I just don't I just don't think we're it's very clear what's going on precisely. But certainly uh, wandering around and taking pictures of I strangers. I know where <laughs> I know where she's getting it from. Yeah, she's getting it from the Al- she's getting it from Alex Jones. <laughs> she didn't look like <laughs> she didn't look like an Alex Jones type. She didn't. But you know what? I shouldn't judge a book by its cover, should I? No, this is true. This is true. Well, hey, so yeah, go yeah, no, go go on, go on. Well, so I'm, you're, I, you're I, right. I found uh, Reflective War here, which is a cool yep. name for a band. I found them on Twitter, and uh, they're at uh, Reflective War underscore MN. This is a pal of yours. Yes, I've known him way back in uh, the electropunk days. Nice. Uh, in Minneapolis when I was in uh, Uberco Kung Fu. Uh, his band that he had, it was Circuit AM. He one of our first gigs up in Duluth. And oh, I we knew had that. a blast. I, 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 I know, just loved their stuff. I know this yeah. guy from Circuit AM. We used to be uh, pals years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's been a long yeah, time. Yeah. Well, shout out to him. And uh, we got to make sure that he, he hears this episode of the podcast, podcast. Maybe he comes on at some point. I would love it if he got on. I, it's I think he's just a just a fascinating dude altogether. I yeah, love him. That's great. So this particular project that you're jazzed about, uh, what's the name of the album? Um, oh geez, now you're now you're trying me. No, it's fine. Let me. I, I've got the link right here. It's all yeah. good. Let me pull yeah, it up. I, yeah. I don't. Is it even titled? I'm not sure. Hmm. That's that's terrible. I'm embarrassed now. Totally no, don't, embarrassed don't, now. Don't I be embarrassed. No, that's jazzing right. it up. Yeah, jazzing no, it up fine, like uh, the name of the album. No, but I, I, it's not even clear. It's, so it's reflective. I'm, war, sorry, and then I'm they sorry, have, uh, Alan. <laughs> no, they've got. Sorry, I see Alan. this. They've got a video for each of the uh, each the yes. tracks. Right. Black. Yeah, it's Holy. a story. And cool. Yeah, it's a beautiful, haunting story that he tells. Wow. Through, through the music and the video. Yeah. And this just, is. Uh, 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 this Vimeo link is public, so I'll put this in the uh, in the show notes at getthispodcast.com. Uh, you can always find the show notes. There's always an interesting psychedelic portrait by the great Peniel Collada. We're uh, supporting this show now through donations as well. I try to mention that on every episode. And if you subscribe, starting at $2.50 a month, which is nothing, it's half a coffee, uh, Peniel will give you your very own psychedelic <laughs> portrait if you want one. Uh, it's obviously optional, but uh, yeah, go to the, go to getthispodcast.com if you want to support funky interviews and hear about cool new things that you might not otherwise get turned on to. Check us out. So yeah, I'll put this in the show notes, Sean, and uh, I can't wait to watch some of these videos. That'll be wild. These look great. Yeah, I, it's, 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 I love when uh, independent it, artists do something extraordinary with their with their their work. Uh, I, I can't talk good enough about it. I've, I've what. It's like a, a pieces, a bunch of shorts, you know, that have this continuity going on, and it's professional looking stuff. Um, yeah, just top notch all around. They're working on a new album now, so hopefully we'll see something from them this year. I love getting excited about a band, and particularly an indie band. the The last one that I've just been mm. obsessed with is uh, Have a Nice Life, and this fellow Dan Barrett. And Dan, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He has three projects. He has have a nice life. Oh, wow. He has Giles Corey. Giles Corey, uh, I'm waiting on the vinyl to come now that I think about it. Uh, they, they did a reissue. Uh, Giles Corey sounds like uh, Mumford and Sons if they weren't awful and had the aesthetic of Trent Reznor. <laughs> it's, it's 
so dark it. and That's very great. cool. It's like it kind of uh, Americana, but passed through a lens mm. of suicidal depression. And very famously, you know, he, he quite. That's not much of a stretch. It's <laughs> it's really cool. You should check out. It's, not much of a stretch. Yeah. The one album is okay. called Giles Corey, and it's the it's just haunting. And it sounds like an album for a, a film that hasn't been made yet, but needs to be made. Uh, big fan. He has that another, sounds intriguing. Yeah. I'll check yeah. that out. Yeah, he has yeah. another project called Black Wing, which you might you might enjoy, too. Uh, and they're all. Okay distinctly uh they all have their own distinct aesthetic but it's kind of uh on a whole it makes sense and it's like the guy is expressing himself okay. in these different ways my favorite thing about have a nice okay. life is that uh the the muse so much music uh sounds like somebody who's sort of trying to tell you what it's like to be depressed or to go through a a loss but the music doesn't sound like depression or it doesn't sound like okay Going through a loss, uh, Dan and company have a nice life and his other projects. It, the music sounds like those things feel and are. And that to me is just such an art okay. to be able to, to craft something like that. So yeah, huge fan. I can't, can't say enough about those, those guys. Uh, so this is cool, man. Reflectivore. And I like this. I'm looking at this Vimeo page right now. Uh, how long, how long ago, uh, did you get turned on to this? Um, let's see. Like I'd lost touch with a lot of uh, uh, people music scene in, in Minnesota, and it was uh, one day, you know, on the Instagram thing, Alan messaged me, to, you know, just let me know that he had, you know, this thing was out, and I went and, and listened to it, and I, I was just like, this is some of the best work I've ever heard, and it's funny, I feel I feel kind of funny because he was nervous to share it with me, so there was this huge mutual respect apparently that existed between us that had never been spoken i guess but i was that he just you know just let let me know that hey i, I did this thing um and got me back in touch with him which i'm i'm very grateful for that's brilliant that's uh, that's really it yeah and how do you how you know how are you listening to the music i mean are you catching it through vimeo or uh, you know is it out on vinyl or is it all through uh Bandcamp or soundcloud uh, or whatever it is they got on there. They got on Vimeo. Um, I don't know if they're still doing vinyl or not, but they were for a while. And I, I ordered one. I ordered uh, it on vinyl as well. Just like this is something that I definitely want to have on a hard copy of. And and I'd been getting back into getting vinyl again anyway. So and I didn't want to do a CD. So I got the vinyl as well. And it sounds beautiful on vinyl. You know what? You know what's been fun lately is this fellow Tim Burgess, I think. Is his name? Let me that find That sounds it. familiar. Yeah, let me find him. That sounds familiar. Is it Tim Burgess? Yeah. He's a, on Twitter. He's a musician. Okay. And he's got quite a few, uh, qu you know, quite a few followers on Twitter. And he started doing these album listening parties. Uh, so everyone, okay, sure. everyone tunes in at the same time on Twitter, slaps some vinyl on or whatnot. And uh, you get to listen to an album together with the, the people who created the album. So yesterday, or wait, I think it was Friday. Yeah, Friday. They did uh, Heaven or Las Vegas from Cocteau Twins uh, with uh, with Simon Raymond, who was the, uh, the bassist wow. and keyboardist for, uh, yeah, yeah. for Cocteau Twins. And I'm, I, I think it's very cool. He follows me, which is wild yeah. because, I mean, that – those, that's a legendary band, one of my very favorite bands in the world, Cocteau Twins. And uh, uh -huh. Twitter, Twitter can really be a cesspool, but sometimes you can actually make a connection with somebody who's <laughs> an absolute legend like that. And it's a lot of fun. We sent uh, we sent some Lebowski gifs back and forth because apparently when uh, when they were making the album and the music wasn't coming, they would go bowling. <laughs> So, and I was like, I'm like, man, I'm really glad you didn't you didn't go bowling more so you could make this masterpiece of an album that's like objectively made my life better over the years. It is this wonderful album. Right. He said the most moving thing as well. I love yeah. Go go on. I love no, I was gonna say I love the behind the scenes stories of of albums like that. Like what was going on in the studio at the time. Like I watched a documentary on uh, the making of Wish You Were Here just uh, last night. Oh wow! And what was going on in the studio? Yeah, like where they where the band was at at the time. You know, they had just done 
basically one of the biggest selling albums of all time. Mm-hmm. And it's like, all right, what do you do? I mean, and you know, the, the premise at that point was they almost really thought like, well, we're done. What, where, where do you go from here? Sort of was thing. that so, was that after Dark Side or was it after was it Dark Side or The Wall? Right after Dark Side. Right after Dark after Side. After Dark Side. Wish you were here. Yep. And Wish You Were Here yeah, but it was before yeah. The Wall, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, it goes Dark Side, Wish You Were Here, Animals, The Wall. God, Animals, man. The, oh, oh. You know what's interesting about Animals is the one of the biggest inspirations of the sound of that because it sounds so much different than than anything before or after. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's uh, Roger Waters was uh, quoted, and I can't remember where he said this, but uh, his biggest inspiration was uh, a John Lennon record, hmm. and and just how like simple and dry sounding, not, not just really at, not so like full of effects and and like stuff that doing with previously. Hmm. He was really influenced by the uh, I can't remember which John Lennon record it was, but he was hugely influenced by that, and that kind of was what really contributed to the sound of animals. John uh, Lennon, a Lennon record. Yeah. Huh. A Lennon record. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. I so think I, I, was had, think I had maybe heard that Cocteau twins. Heaven or Las Vegas is the first piece of vinyl that I ever owned because it was gifted to me before I even had a record player. And, uh, which is yeah. kind of wild. This is the, and then the first uh, <laughs> vinyl I purchased myself was animals. Uh, that album oh, is, great, is great sublime. Yeah. So cool. That works so well in vinyl. Oh. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Never gets old. Well, the <laughs> the, the thing that uh, that Simon said uh, on Twitter that was so moving was that the last track on Heaven or Las Vegas, which is I think it's something like Fru Fru Foxes something or other. I should I should know it. I should I should know it yeah. by heart. But uh, he he wrote the piano for You're it. You're trying to be embarrassed. Yeah, right. He wrote the piano for it. The uh, the day after his father's funeral and you listen to the Ooh. beginning of it and you go, Oh, that makes sense now. And you hear it. Right. It's like, wow, it's just, and stuff like that just gives me chills. And he's, uh, you know, I don't want to uh-huh. geek out. I don't want to geek out too hard, but I mean, to have an artist you respect like that, who's, you know, made all this incredible work and not, not just Cocteau twins either. I mean, he's done lots of stuff. Uh, just go on Twitter right. and talk about how he's listening to this the album and like and like crying. <laughs> like you just go, yeah, life. You know what? This is all right. I mean, you know, you can right. re- you can respect someone and uh, yeah. the candor of of an of an artist like that is just really uh, I don't know. It's it's it's, it's inspiring. It's, you know, so I'm going to follow these uh, these That's Twitter cool. listening parties. This is a really cool idea. So yeah, if you if you uh, if you're on Twitter and even if you're not, check out Tim Burgess on Twitter. Uh, they're doing a oh, lot yeah. of albums. Yeah, he yeah. did. Uh, I guess he did a Chemical Brothers album yesterday before Cocteau Twins. So they went really? from the Chemical Brothers to, okay. to Cocteau Twins. Okay. So yeah, and he's uh, interesting. interesting. Yeah, yeah, that's a bit of a contrast, but not very very nineties. It's Tim <laughs> Tim underscore Burgess B U R G E S S. Ah, yeah, Sean. Right. So man, you've got yeah, you've got some really great taste in music, man. I, I was supposed to see Roger Waters. Uh, for coffee in, in August, I'm kidding. I had I had tickets to to, <laughs> to see to see Raj, yeah. And that, of course, that's you almost post- had me there, uh, right? Me there. I wish, yeah, really. Can you imagine? Uh, yeah, I've got him booked for the show. He's gonna come on. He wants to get this bump, getthispodcast.com. <laughs> he needs to he needs to sell some more records. Uh, <laughs> I mean, who? I don't think anyone sold more records than than Pink Floyd. Maybe the Beatles. I think Pink Floyd might be the number one selling band of all no, time. No. Or is it Zeppelin? Uh, no. Um, actually, it was uh, Dark Side of the Moon held the number one spot. Like it, I think. Uh, yeah, it had beaten out. Like not even Thriller had beat it. It held it for, I want to say, twenty or thirty years. Yeah, I think I'm a little like, off. No one touched it. I uh, can't remember, but yeah, yeah. Dark Side is within top five still. I think. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, I'm looking up the. I'm on Business Insider, and they've got. It's so funny. Number fifty is Dave Matthews, and the picture of Dave Matthews is so hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh man. Uh, yeah. 
What a mess. So let's see here. If Speaking I, of nineties, yeah, really. <laughs> let's see. Let's see. I want to look at the number one here. Now that I'm, I'm spouting off. I kind of want to know. Uh, yeah, yeah. Let's 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 find out. I let's had to turn. Out. I had to turn off my ad blocker because, of course, Business Insider needs to dump a hundred cookies on my lap. Uh, yeah. Well, it's, it's business. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's true. Right. Yeah, it's <laughs> the Beatles are number one with 183 million units. Yeah. So. Yeah, but we're talking okay. about like okay. best-selling okay. group, right? Number two will surprise you, Sean. You'll never guess right. number two. Never in a million years. Throw it out there. Who do you think? Number two. Um, I would say either like Madonna or Britney Spears or something along those lines. Garth Brooks. 156 what? million oh, units. Okay, wait, no. No, I can believe that. I can believe that. Yeah. I can believe that. Yeah. That's that. That's that divide the uh, that they used to talk about between there was Johnny Cash's America and then there was the Beatles, and I think yeah. it was Cash who knocked the Beatles off number one for Pepper. I think the reason that it wasn't number one in the United States for for longer was Johnny Cash came along and released. I think it might have been Folsom Prison that it knocked Pepper, but I mean, uh, yeah, and and nothing but respect, of course, on all sides there, right? But, you know. Number the three. The of culture. Yeah. Yeah, what's the number three? Presley. Elvis Presley. Oh, okay. Okay. Then it's Eagles. The Hives still live. E- really? Yeah. <laughs> really? Oh. Man. Come on, man. Man, I mean, I, I mean Don Hindley, I, I, I appreciate him, but, I mean, Eagles, really? Uh, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say anything about oh. it. Yeah. Oh. Then it's Zeppelin. Oh. Then it's Zeppelin. Then, then Zeppelin. Then Zeppelin. I, th- I think there was some some uh, uh, forgery going on there. I think there was some, you know, pushing of numbers around. Yeah, I think I'm a little fam- skeptical business- of this list. Yeah, yeah. Bu- I mean, Eagle. I could see this Business Insider. Like, we really love the Eagles. We got to pu- <laughs> push them <laughs> right. a little bit. Right, right. They're, they're probably more like tenth. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, I'm no, no, skeptical up there. Yeah, that's number yeah. ten. Number ten is Pink Floyd, seventy-five million units. Uh, it's so interesting too, because now, I mean, how do you measure this anymore? Uh, I mean, is anybody buying the album anymore? I don't think so. What qualifies as a hit now? Very different. Yeah. At this point, especially with, yeah, with streaming services and and everything else, you'd have to start going through the quantification of, okay, how many subscribers, you know, paying subscribers there are and what are they listening to sort of thing. Or even, you know, purchasing through uh, iTunes or, or whatnot sort of thing. So, yeah, that starts to get much more complicated. I'm not so sure that I that, that Business Insider, Insider article is to be trusted. I'm on the Wikipedia and I'm seeing totally different numbers. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I don't know. Let's just uh, – well, maybe we'll I trust mean, business, the Wikipedia. Business Insider – you're like half a step away from insider trading. So, yeah, definitely not very trustworthy. <laughs> I don't know, man. Business insider. It's just literally just a list. They just come up with a list. It's, it's all a list. Who knows? Well, uh, lists are popular. Lists yeah. Are popular. People love I mean, lists. That's, that's how they recommend you start. You know, you can start your YouTube channel if you want to monetize. Like, start making lists. Top 10 lists. <laughs> list, so. Yeah. Why, why did I go to graduate school to get a master's degree when I could just make lists all day? Right? That's what our, you're right. That's there what our returns. culture has. Yeah. I curate lists. There about that. What do you do? I curate lists. How many followers do you have? <laughs> 200 million. What do you do, Kevin? All right, plays. I have a podcast. <laughs> I can barely get out of bed. Uh, yeah, who's the real jerk now? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, I should say too, we're we're excited to have this show featured on the podcast radio.co.uk. Yeah, yeah, tell me about that. Tell me that. Well, awesome. yeah, it's an outfit that is circulating podcasts on digital radio, digital band. I don't quite know the whole story there, but it's in London and Surrey. And of course in the UK they have this great culture of radio. Uh not mm-hmm. that not that we don't in the United States, but it is still it's, a little bit different there, yeah. Yeah. They have radio plays still. You you can write radio plays and get commissioned from the BBC oh. and others. It's 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 definitely a different world in in terms of radio, but now we've all come full circle uh with the podcast revolution thanks to the likes of the great Adam Curry, the Podfather, and uh, of course Rogan and others. <laughs> uh 
who've all, right, right. you know, we've had this renaissance of uh, radio. And it's stirred in there as well for sort of American shock jock, shock talk, all that, that it's never really gone away, but the podcasting movement has just completely changed uh, media and it's, it's fantastic. I love it. I love being even just a very small part of it. And yeah, the podcastradio.co.uk, they have a, a number of shows that they've started to put in rotation. And I think it's a great idea. You can have, there's so much content being made. Uh, the, the angle, of course, with podcasting is sort of always, how do you get an audience? Where's the audience? You know, what's the theme right. of the show and all the rest? And, uh, yeah, it right. was nice. I actually connected with those guys through some sort of a networking app or whatnot, and they had to listen to the show. Yeah. And, uh, they said, yeah, yeah, it actually sounds pretty good. I think I can put that on. So it's been uh, years of sort of hard work and, and, um, pretty self-taught with this. So it's, it's kind of a nice little, nice little nod. I love, I love where you've come with this. You know, like I remember the, the whole, get this sort of stuff in the beginning and kind of starting to find your footing with it. And, and yeah, now I think you've really kind of, you found your groove and I, and I love it. Oh, thanks, Sean. I really appreciate it. Yeah, it's, it's always great to have you on the show. Uh, it's, it's fun. It's a, it's an excuse to connect and to chat. And especially during Corona quarantine times, this is a, a social out, outlet for, for us as much as anything else. I'm doing another episode later today and, uh, yeah, people have a lot to say, and it's it's fun to lead with the question about something that they really dig. Because, I mean, just look at the conversation that we're having right now, how it's taken us, you know, from here to there. We're, we're geeking out on music oh. that we love. We're reading lists. Right. Yeah, and I love that because, yeah, we'll start with something, and, and we go, you know, seven degrees or more with things and come up with some great stuff. We have some great laughs, and I think you and I both have this pretty sharp wit that it's can be entertaining at least to ourselves (laughs) right Uh, you know i'm not again this isn't about getting rogan numbers or whatnot but uh no yeah i've learned a lot with it and i love i love doing it and uh i have i have some ideas for for where to where to go with with other concepts that are a little a little less uh about just straight interviews and more conceptual but that's that's uh for another day again this is the get this podcast uh, we're reaching about the midway point here, so I'm going to do another plug, Sean. It's getthispodcast.com. Oh, absolutely. Plug uh, away. Yeah. Oh, thanks. I'm plugging. And we have a slight we got a slight leg. You're in uh, you're in New Mexico, right? Yes, I'm in New Mexico where the 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 winds cross over and everything's kind of all on the ferry floating around over here or there. So I am amazed you know. that we that we get the quality <laughs> that we do out of a Skype connection. And are you, where are you right now physically? Are you in? I'm, I'm in my camper right now, uh, <laughs> in a spot that's kind of tucked away between, uh, a number of buildings, structures that are kind of more like sto- kind of a combination of storage containers and mobile homes. So it's a really kind of a little secluded area, but I'm what, maybe 10, 15 seconds away from the Rio Grande. Oh, Nice. Can yeah. you can you send a picture of the Rio Grande to include in the show notes? Absolutely. Love it. Yeah, I'll do that. All right. I'll do that after we're done, yeah. Yeah, and again, get on over to getthispodcast.com. I am attempting to support the show with donations. Whatever you can give, fantastic. There's a place to put a note in there, too, if you want to uh, write a note into the show. I would be very curious to hear from you. And uh, hopefully you enjoy it. It's uh, different interviews about things people love. I'm putting out probably on average one a week. And uh, I'm always looking for guests, people who are passionate passionate about something. And it's not about selling anything per se. Uh, although, you know, if you've got something to pitch, <laughs> come on. But the idea is to really talk about something that, uh, again, that you love because there's enough negativity in the world. I think that there's room for mm-hmm. an earnest show about stuff people are passionate about. And that is what Get This Podcast is about. Uh, Sean, so... I guess how's the weather out there, man? Is it uh, is it sunny? Is it beautiful? Or I guess what what season it's, is it? It's uh, well, it's it's I guess uh, by northern standards, it's definitely feels like summer. We're getting highs of uh, almost eighty now. Uh, the sun is intense. It's crazy because we're you know just getting into April and it's already really warm. Uh, strong winds, so it's at times. But other than that, it's ramping up to get into the the heat of the summer here. And you really so those settled, who like that, perfect. You really settled in there, didn't you? You've been there for a while. 
Uh, yeah, a little over a year now. Um, a lot of that is circumstantial. Uh, when we got here, we realized, well, we can't, shouldn't move any further until we replace our tow vehicle. So that's been a journey, um, trying to locate a, a, an appropriate tow vehicle and, and gearing up for that. So we're now in the final stages of that. I've been fixing up a truck and getting it up to snuff for what we want to do today. Actually, this weekend, I've been building a bed cover for it so we can be able to store stuff and nothing's going to fly out. So, what yeah. Have, what have you uh, learned seen all from the, uh, the, the camper life? How, how many years have you been doing this? Because I think a lot of people have the dream of possibly doing this one day and maybe not waiting until they, they retire. Uh, maybe maybe start by, by plugging your Absolutely. social media and then, I guess, give me some insights into what it's been like to do this for, what, two, three years now? Oh, I, not even that. I think it's a little over a year and a half. Okay, all it'll right. Be two years in. Uh, it'll be two years in October. But uh, so not very long. It seems a lot longer. That's for sure. Um, all right. So I mainly post uh, stuff that we're doing on uh, on Instagram, DIY underscore um, Dreamers. Wait, no. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> That's all right. Uh, it's Defiant underscore DIY underscore dreamers is how you can find on Instagram. And that's where I'll post stuff talking about what we're working on, what we're doing, uh, and where we're going, whatnot. Um, what, what have I learned? Um, I've learned that you really don't need much once you whittle it down. Um, you know, you go through that whole, I forget what her name is, you know, Getting rid of stuff, holding things like, does this bring me joy? No, get out of there. <laughs> right, um, right, yeah. You know, and that's that's something I've always had in my, you know, brain for a long time anyways, but having a, a much more uh, intentional view of it has been good. Mm. Um, you really get to learn, if you haven't before, you are put in this position of, you either start throwing money at things to have things, you know, fixed or upgraded, or you start learning the skills to do that. Um, I'm definitely in the latter category. When we started this, I had a shop class in junior high, I think. It's been my experience in an auto mechanics class in high school. So fast forward 20 plus years and going into okay, completely remodeling a camper and, and doing all the things you need to do with all this research, figuring out, okay, this is where this weight is and that. There's all these skills that you end up learning. Um, great example, being here, um, we got a truck, but there was stuff that needed to be done. It didn't have a bed. Um, it didn't, uh, uh, and then, okay, we find a bed. And, oh, the bed doesn't have two is to put gas in. The truck came with two gas tanks. I got to modify the bed. I've never done work <laughs> in my life. <laughs> right. But yeah, and you, you have no, to do it. And you're, and and you're on like, your own. Wow, you're skilled. I'm like, right. I am just, yeah, yeah. And the people are like, oh, you got all these skills. I'm like, I am making this up as I go. You know, and it's <laughs> it's been uh, intuition. It's been a lot of intuition, learning, like trusting that and knowing which way to go with things. And I see other people um, like there's a lot of RV YouTubers out there and I see some of the stuff that they do. And I'm thankful of the route that we've taken because we've gotten to know our camper. We've gotten to know our, you know, our rig overall and know it so well that if, oh, there's an issue, we know what to do. Whereas on these others there, like there's, I saw where they, they bought a new, uh, fifth wheel camper and they're getting it hooked up. And they start to try to test, do a test run pulling it, and they drop the camper onto the truck, just crushing the bed. Oh. And I was just, I was just, yeah, I was just like, oh my god, I, <laughs> I know I wouldn't do that, and I know Terry would not let me do that. She right. would be just, and it's great having a partner who kind of double checks, kind of does the um, sure. devil's advocate of everything. Sort of thing. So that's yeah. I'm I would be terrified that. that I would wreck something or make a mess of something. I, I wouldn't even right. know where to begin. And at, 
and at first we were like that too but there's it, this is life i mean life is risk you know you, you get that chance you know and and think about in the end it's like what's the worst that's going to happen right you know what's do the you, really i mean do you like feel... in that in that situation the camper fell in the bed right you know like nobody got hurt i didn't die right you didn't die. Right, right nobody got yeah yeah hurt. do you do you, you know, feel sort of things like freer absolutely absolutely um and honestly the like i was talking earlier about the the issue with the dmv and, and renewing registration stuff that has been the only thing in all of this with with the the pandemic going on that has like upset me mm. because i know that they closed them down and like i understand why they would have done that but like that thing like put a hamper on okay that freedom right like, being able to like all right i'm ready to move i just need to get these this legal thing and then not being able to do that because of you know situations going on that was the thing that got me right not being able to be free free and move yeah and if that's if that's the yeah, worst I of your problems though that's right now, pretty, pretty i wouldn't mild. go back you wouldn't go back to the normie life right this is true i at this point no I mean, I'm still, I'm only a year and a half into the five-year plan, so I'll have to check back in five years. And <laughs> You sound like Chairman like, Mao. Like, I still want to do this. <laughs> Stalling. And some people do that. Yeah, right. And that's, it's it's true. Like, there are other people I've talked with that they've done five years, and they're like, you know what, I'm, I'm ready for a break from it. And they're, they're wanting to settle for a while. So, it, it can happen. But, you know, as of right now, no. Nah. Where are you nah, off I to wanna, next? I want to still travel. Um, well, this was supposed to be a surprise. Uh, it's it's leaking out anyway, I guess. We're going to be uh, coming back up to Minnesota for the season. All right. And uh, I got some work lined up, essential groceries, so I've okay. got a reason to be there. All right. And uh, there's uh, some family stuff to take care of as well. Um, my uncle passed last fall. I'm sorry to hear that. And we're doing... Uh, Thank you. Um, we're going to be doing a uh, life celebration uh, in July, so we're going to go, go to that. And then after that, depending on how this pandemic goes, we'll try to go to our original plan of going to the Pacific Northwest and who knows from there. I, you know, of all the things that I expected to hear out of Sean Phillips' mouth in 2020, it was not. Uh, depending on how this pandemic goes, <laughs> we may. Can you imagine? This is the world that we're living now. <laughs> Uh unreal. That's great. It's well, we'll true. yeah. At, at the same time, though, yeah. At the same time, though, um, there's there's still enough of a rebel in me that if I am desiring to be somewhere, or go somewhere enough, I'll probably just do it anyway. Yeah, I, I, I really don't. Kind of person. I really don't see how <laughs> Corona stops you from taking your RV, your RV here and there. I mean, I guess unless they stop. You know, they start closing the borders between states, but I just don't think that that's plausible. Right. Uh, and, that's, e mm -hmm. and even then, I might find a way, you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. You're, you says the guy who's living in a refurbished uh, uh, camper van <laughs> or, or whatnot. Right. Am I using the is it the proper yeah. term what I'm descri to describe what you're uh, living in? It's a camper. Uh, camper. A camper van would be self-propelling. Right. So this is the camper and, and it's a gotcha, yeah. you're towing. Yeah, I want to make sure I'm I'm correct. Yeah. yeah. Uh yeah, I really oh, admire the choice and I'm really excited to hear that we're gonna be back in the great state of Minnesota together. We'll hang out. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. It'd be good to see you again. Absolutely, man. All right. Well, coming into the home stretch of the show here, let's come all the way back to the thing that you wanted to share with people, this album. Uh I guess tell me what yes. is it about that album and the, the type of music they're making, the project that you're so passionate about? Why, how does it speak to you? And I guess, how does that relate to your, your general taste in art? Um, all right. Where do we get with that? Um, Alan is, well, for starters, he's a, a great, great guitarist. Um, he's got these jazz influences. And when I knew him in Circa AM, it was, you know, much more metal, um, genre oriented, but his, his styles kind of came through much like uh, Paige Hamilton from helmet. 
um, that kind of jazzy approach to metal, which usually most other metals are either classical or blues related. Um, so I really like that, um, his, his ability to play. Plus he gets, um, he has a little bit of, uh, um, the edge from U2. So he's not afraid to use effects in coupling with that to make this really kind of textured atmospheric stuff. Um, and then you get into the songwriting and, and the uh, story that he's telling. Again, like I said, it's not my story to tell. And you can kind of get a lot of it from the, the video, which I think is important, um, is the, the, the f- short films made for each of the songs to tell the story. It creates this, um, it's a sad story, really sad story, and being able to process that as well as um, he and the band were able to do and and we've talked about that before. I mean, I think you could relate to that with uh, Manic Street Preachers, for example. Yeah. Um, you've talked passionately about that, about being able to tell this, this story and 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 evoke these emotions and feelings through through the music. And I think I think artists in general, if they can be able to convey uh, a feeling and emotion through through their craft, and a person, uh, you know. Uh, a viewer or, or listener can uh, pick up on that emotion. They may not know the backstory, but if they can pick up on that emotion and feel that with them, I, I think that's what an artist does, is what, what they're intending to do. And that's, that's that connection. That's, you know, we talk about that, that connection between the artist and, and the, uh, the, uh, um, the viewer, the, the listener, I can't think of the word. Um, the consumer, I guess, for mm. lack of a better word. Sure. That, that connection, I think, is really important. And the Reflectable, I think, really did that effectively um, to be able to convey that. And I look for that a lot in, in, in music, not just... Um, I, I tell people, like people always, what kind of music you're into, right? Yeah. And my joke is always good. I like good music. <laughs> right, but, uh, yeah, I, yeah. Um, I say heavy and it's and heavy isn't a like you know Black Sabbath or or anything like that Um, Portishead I think is heavy Mm. Uh, and when they came out I was just boom right there the atmosphere heavy atmosphere even if it's even if it's not necessarily sad or angry or anything like that but just the atmosphere has got to be heavy saturated I, I need to be able to feel something from it um and not necessarily you know then that's where a lot of formulaic music just does not you know fit it at all they just kind of follow the one three five all right this is what gets people listening within that three to five minutes so that we can sell them something sort of thing um and for me i'm also a very visual person mm-hmm. so um almost in uh what's what's i have a bit of I'm trying to remember the word. It's where you start to associate or senses synesthesia. Um, synesthesia. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. Um, I have a bit of that. So audio is, uh, conjures visual images immediately for me. Um, I see, I see the notes. I see the sounds. Really? That, that, uh, you know, and that doesn't surprise I, me, but I can't help it. Wow. Yeah. I can't help it at all. Hmm. So if, if music isn't really, you know, and that you could, I think you could tell when music is not of good quality. It's for me, it's not going to, it's going to be a, you know, really bad drawing, I guess, for lack of a better word, huh. uh, a doodle, doodle on the memo pad at the office sort of thing. Um, whereas like, I remember the first, uh, awareness I had that this was going on in me was, um, the cure wish album, uh, Great every song on that album, yeah, every song on that album just was incredibly visual. Like I was seeing colors, <laughs> I was seeing images flow, move, and it was almost like I was having music videos in my head of all these songs, hmm. which I think they only did, you know, Friday I'm in Love, they might have had a video for. And I had never seen it, but the album just created like this nonstop, you know, 50, 60 some minute music video for me just yeah yeah disintegration has that quality disintegration that album 
you you say that word and it's immediately evocative of a mood, almost like a film. Right. Yeah. Right. Wonderful. So it reflected for yeah, reflected for did that for me before I even saw the videos and the videos I think they were on par. So it it I'm, that's what another reason why the the uh, and the shorts that they did for each of the songs worked so well because it was um matching the a lot of the the moods and stuff that i was already seeing so i'm like all right this is this is authentic this is you know quality all right that's a great shout out man i'm sure they'll appreciate that and i'll put the link to their videos in the show notes at getthispodcast.com and sean again people can find you and your camper updates at defiant underscore diy underscore dreamers on insta is that right correct correct and it's defiant because the name of the the camper is is the defiant (laughs) yes it is (laughs) <laughs> yeah, uh, the quick story. The quick, quick story of that. Um, the original lock that I had to put on when we first got it, we didn't have a key. I put a bolt lock on it, and the the brand uh, make of it was Defiant, and so the key had Defiant on it. And at the time, I was watching Star Trek uh, uh, DS9, and they had a, a ship on there called the, the Defiant. Now, kind of a definitive, you know, thing that was their turning point in the plot, and the uphill battle and the struggles that we had, it almost seemed like the camper was defiant in a way of, of getting done. And, and we were defiant and like, we are going to get this done. So it just seemed really fitting to call it the defiant. Yeah. And you're defying normie life. You're getting out, you're getting out of the wagey (laughs) world and you're going to go and strike, strike uh, West and be free. I love it. (laughs) Yeah. it, It seems appropriate. Yeah. The uh, it's one of those things where yes. I kind of sleep better at night knowing that you're out there doing that lifestyle. <laughs> like I get to get really? like a, well, like a little bit of a vicarious kick out of it, <laughs> right? Like I don't have to do it, but I know you're out there doing it. Does that make sense? I, it's a little bit of an odd oddball thing. But I, it does. Yeah, yeah. No, it it does. I I do that with other people as well, and I think like the big reason, one of the biggest reasons why I even put stuff on Instagram, you know, on a somewhat regular basis is I hope it inspires other people that um, this all came from making a decision of, I don't want to be stuck anymore. You know, when you're in your, you know, one or two bedroom apartment, you know, in Metro or, or wherever you're at and you feel like this is my life, this is my four white walls sort of thing. Like you don't have to, you don't have to live that way. You don't have to be stuck. And it doesn't necessarily have to be in a camper like what we're doing. It could be anything. It's just making that decision of not being stuck anymore and doing something about it and taking those those chances. That's what I mean. What, what have you got to lose? Right. Yeah. Knowing that you're out there doing it. So I hope it. it inspires. Yeah, that's it. That's exactly it. And it's like, uh, what is it? Is it Sam Elliott in uh, Lebowski? I don't know about you. It It's sort of like I, oh. re- I, rest, I rest better uh, knowing that the dude is out there. <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> it's like it can be done, man. You don't have to be stuck, right. and everybody's going to have their own definition of that. I mean, for someone else, what you what you're doing would just be absolute hell. Uh, they they love working for the bank here in no, New York, perfect. you know, and 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 good for them. <laughs> and that's their life. They love they love being a senior analyst for some company that d- doesn't clearly produce anything. <laughs> like, Ah, uh, it's not for if, everybody. If it's your, yeah, if it's your passion, then, you know, Godspeed to you. Absolutely. Indeed. But so long as you're choosing it, right. as long as you're choosing it and you're okay with your choice, you know, mm. if you're not okay with your choice, then you need to reassess. Yeah. So much of life, it feels prescribed, right? This is what we're meant to do yeah. and you fall into it and then you wake up and it's like that talking head song. How did I get here? Yeah. <laughs> you just go, what happened? Right. Uh, yeah, it is nice when you can make an intervention in your own life. Right. And this is my philosophy. Um, and I think you can follow this uh, being a, a, a person of, uh, of history, of philosophy. Um, there's a bit of uh, words involved with it. So think of a king, right? And what do they have? They have a realm, right? Yes. And 
there's there's a um, root word related to that. The realm is, you know, their reality. And kings back then, they would, this is the measurement. This is what it was based on the king's foot or that sort of thing. Spans, they're all based on that king. He descri- prescribed, these are the measurements of my realm. And in a sense, we are all our own kings of our own realm, of our own reality. Uh, yes, and indeed. I think once when a person when a person can really kind of um, access that and 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 own it, then these structures that, that we that we've been living in that you have to go to school, get a job, and you know have your two point five kids, and and then they're supposed to have their grand, you know this pre predetermined you know thing put upon people. That's that's not your reality. That's someone else's reality. And I think the more we can access our own reality, the more freer we can be. I don't think we're going to top that. Sean, that's, that's my man. That's it. Thanks. <laughs> thanks for coming on the show. Let's do another one of these. Uh, you know what? The next one we'll do Always. will be I, we'll be love- live in person. We'll do it in Minnesota. Let's do it at the new. Let's do it the new Absolutely. Get This Studio, which is going to be in downtown St. Paul. I'm really excited about it. Downtown St. Paul. That's oh, it, man. Oh, so jazz. We get this great building with all the amenities. They got pinball machines in the oh. building. We'll play what? some. We'll play some pinball. Oh, yes. Yeah. It's, Let's do it, dude. Pinball yeah. is the vinyl of gaming. It is. That's oh. <laughs> Truism, right there. <laughs> Truism. Sean Phillips, the oh, great Sean it. Phillips, and it's Defiant uh, underscore DIY underscore Dreamers on Instagram. I'll put the show notes uh, together, and it'll include a link to the Reflective Or album. Great band out of Duluth that Sean's talking about. Oh, hey, Sean, what's the most the most famous band from yes. Duluth? It's Low, right? Low would be the most famous band coming out of it. Yeah, Low. Yeah, Low. Yeah, yep. Low, another just groundbreaker right there. A lot of, lot of great mm. music came out of Minnesota. Well, Sean, the next episode, we'll talk about, uh, you know, what happens uh, between New Mexico uh, New Mexico and Minnesota. But uh, thanks again for coming on, buddy. And uh, I'll talk to you soon. A pleasure. Always a pleasure. Take Stop care, here. Sean. Later.